level. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Seeking Excellence podcast. This is your host, Nathan Crankfield, and it is an absolute blessing to be with you on this fine, fine Monday morning. And so today, what we're going to get into is a little bit of goal setting stuff. And so we're going to talk about goal setting and do a little mid-year review. And so this is, you know, obviously you can listen to this while you're driving or working out or whatever, but I'd encourage you at some point to either take what I'm going to talk about today and sit down this evening or sometime when you can sit down in front of your goals that you set out for the year, or if you haven't set out goals for the year to um, write some for the second half of the year, et cetera. Like this, this is definitely one to, to kind of spend some time with um, whenever you want to make that time. And so, yeah, so let's talk about uh, some goal setting stuff. So obviously at the beginning of every year, basically everybody and their mother will create some goals, right? Everybody kind of sets goals for the year, decides what it is that you want to do for the year, whether that be physical fitness goals, reading goals, financial goals, professional goals, you know, just kind of any personal things. I also like to include a lot of times in my goals for the year, uh, like adventure stuff, right? Like one of the things that um, I had put on mine was wanting to go to like a University of Michigan football game, a home game. And so, uh, yeah, so there can be a number of different things, right? Um, the other thing that I think that can be included as well and should be included is kind of habits, right? So, uh, um, you know, things that you want to start to develop in your life as a regular part of your life, you know, your routine, adding things to your routine. And these are difficult because, you know, I largely will uh, encourage people to make what are called SMART goals. So SMART goals are obviously specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. And so the main things I think in there are specific, measurable, and time-bound. Those are kind of the main things. Um, and then having realistic ones is also important. There's no doubt about it. Um, but you can kind of tell on like first glance whether something is specific, whether it's measurable, and whether it's time-bound. And most people don't make those. Most people make what I call dumb goals. Or they could just be called stupid goals. If you, you know, feel a little bit less nice, I think dumb sounds a little bit nicer than stupid, but they are, you know, kind of pointless because they just are like, I want to work out more. And it's like, what, you know, why, why would you even say that or write that down when it, it just doesn't make any sense to just kind of vaguely be like, I want to do this more. So you want to definitely have some specific measurable ones. The things that I'm talking about that are more habit ones that can be less smart goal ish um, is, is you, you never want to just like have it violate all five, <laughs> right? So that's the problem with, I want to work out more is it's not specific. It's not measurable. It's not time bound. It's like, it's nothing. Right. Um, but something that's like a habit one, you know, that we set for the year, Emily and I, cause we do goals together and separate is we wanted to do no screen time after 9 PM. And so that's one that I'm talking about. It's kind of like a habit thing that isn't going to necessarily check all five boxes for the smart goals, but it is realistic. It is time bound. It is measurable, right? It's specific. It's just like, it's not something that is a check the box, right? You can't look at the end of the year and be like, you know, for sure I did that. I mean, you're not going to do it 365 days throughout the year, right? So it's like, what's kind of your, you know, you have to kind of create in your mind and you can get more specific within the habit goals of saying, I want to do that 80% of the time. And if you're a nutcase, I suppose you could like create an Excel document and check off each day if you did that or not, and then measure it at the end of the year. I'm not one to do that. 
I think 99% of the population is not one to do that. And so that's why I think it's just a little bit better sometimes to uh, still put those in there, but then just kind of have like a feel for it, right? Like I can look and set that as one of my weekly goals as well and be like, I did that for the most part this week, right? And then I'll check the box. And so one thing that's really important is you want to uh, take time throughout the year you want to take time throughout the year to measure your goals, right? And see how things are going. Because one of the worst things that people do when they're creating goals at the beginning of the year is they create them at the beginning and then they check them at the end of the year. And it's like, lots has happened. Lots has, lots of stuff has happened since the beginning of the year. And so you want to check in ideally monthly. But now what I want to talk about today is like, let's take some time to deep dive and see, okay, what goals are going well, what things are going really poorly, how can we start to, you know, adjust course as necessary? And the other thing that we want to do in a time like this is we also want to evaluate what goals should we actually drop? Which ones did we not need for this year? Which ones did we try to attempt? And we realized, you know what, this actually isn't worth it. Because that's going to happen fairly often. Sometimes you'll set goals for yourself at the beginning of the year. You're feeling one way, you're feeling a certain thing. Some, uh, an example of this could be something that could be relational. Maybe you broke up with the person that you were with and you had relational goals and things you wanted to do together. Cross them off. Who cares? Like, just get rid of it. Like, it's time to evaluate that. Not That doesn't mean, like, you shouldn't, what, what a lot of people will do with, like, a breakup or you move or you switch jobs or something is people will just, like, scratch all of their goals and, like, never look at it again because it's like, well, my plan didn't go as, as, as I had predicted or as how I, I had projected it to go. One of the worst things you can do in goal setting is to be a perfectionist because I think that all of your goals, when you're writing them down at the beginning of the year, they should stretch you, right? They should be more than what you kind of feel like you're capable of at the current time. And so you know you're setting strong goals if you're actually stretching yourself to grow and expand and do things that are going to be difficult, right? You don't want to just do things that are kind of very much within your comfort zone. But I think when you become a perfectionist when it comes to goal setting, what you typically will do is you'll set goals that you know you can achieve. And then you don't stretch yourself. The other option that perfectionists do is they set stretch goals. And then when they don't accomplish one or two of those, they're like, everything's, you know, gone to, gone to hell and I can't do anything about this. And I can't, I don't, you know, honor my word. And you just like unravel and go down this dark pit of despair that just leads you to kind of going crazy on yourself. So you want to strike this balance of, I'm going to set a goal that's going to stretch myself. I'm going to set multiple goals that are going to stretch me. But then I'm going to have some leeway and some flexibility with myself on, you know, how I accomplish that or how long it takes me to accomplish it. There's a there's a tough balance and a, a beautiful tension between I'm going to push myself and I'm going to be patient with myself. And it's really hard for people to find, which is why most people give up on their journey towards, you know, discovering their goals and reaching their full potential. And so we obviously want to avoid doing that. That is not what Seeking Excellence is about. We're not about burning ourselves out. We're also not about giving up and not doing anything, right? So as I look at some of my goals now um, from throughout the year, I think I went over this back in like January with you all of how we kind of break them down. Emily made this like beautiful chart that has four columns. There's an Emily column, a Nathan column, a together column, and then our book club column. So book club has our book of the month for each month throughout the year. One thing I'm really proud of is we're over halfway through the year now, and I've read all six of our books. Um, that's actually one of the things that I'm actually absolutely crushing this year. Uh, my goal for the year was to read 30 books, and I'm 27 deep, about to finish two more probably this week. So I'm going to hit that goal pretty soon here. 
and hopefully get to 40. 40 was always my my goal, um, 40 or 50, and could never hit it. And so now I think this year could be the year that I really crush, you know, 40 books. I think my all-time record is like 36 or 37. Um, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, and then I, so I can look at that. Um, going back, I got kind of sidetracked there. I apologize. But in those columns of the Nathan and Emily, we have different uh, broken down basically by the different pillars, right? And so we have mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, professional, which kind of financial kind of falls into professional as well. Um, but honestly, we didn't really set financial goals, which was silly. Um, we kind of, like we did, I, I want to say in my written out ones, I have them somewhere um, because we definitely have them. I just don't see them on this list. Um, but you definitely want to create financial goals and some of our together goals. Actually, no, our together goals is where the financial ones are because our finances were being combined this year because we got married. So now I see it, but I, it would make sense to have them. Yeah. So, okay. No, now that I think about it. So that's what makes the most sense if you're married. So if you're single, then yes, you want to have all seven pillars down and create goals in all seven pillars. If you're married, then under the together one, you should still have as your married people have individual goals and then together create your financial goals and other, you know, just kind of adventure things you want to do or habit things you want to get into together. All right. So sorry, that was kind of confusing, but I think that I just worked that out together live with you um, because I think that's really important. And so let's talk about that for a second. So even if you're married, it's good to have individual goals that you're going to set for your own life, right? Right. Because, you know, there's certain things that obviously you can do together, you can grow together, but you don't want to be excessively dependent on your spouse for you achieving certain goals. Right. So if I'm extremely dependent on my spouse also going to the gym and we have fitness goals only together and nothing individually, then one of you could be very unmotivated to go to the gym. One of you could be very unmotivated to read. Right. And you have different capacities for different things, you know. So like Emily likes to go to Orange Theory. Orange Theory is very intense workouts. She usually tries to do that twice a week. I do my own lifting and cardio stuff, running outside and walking the dog and um, playing basketball, right? And so mine looks different. And I don't only work out two times a week because some of my workouts are lighter. Some of them are slower, you know? And so, and we just have different, you know, we're attracted to different styles of working out. So that's why we don't just set a goal together to just go to the gym together because we go to the gym at different times. We have different schedules, right? We spent, we obviously have to prioritize spending time together, but setting the goal only to go together can really limit one of you or the other one and can start to develop resentment and can start to limit one of one or the other from reaching their full potential in that area of life. And so you don't want to experience that, right? So we set different goals for each other or for ourselves, not for each other, um, for reading, for uh, emotional stuff. And that, that'll be obviously combined as well because we have the most you know, primary and most important relationship in our lives is with each other. But sending some other ones you know, that you have for friends or uh, you know, your own family or whatever, or with each other's family, who you want to go closer to throughout the year, how often you want to call, how often you want to go visit or see people um, is important. Physical ones are important. So I can see like, okay, so physical goals, right? Like I had a goal of losing 20 pounds um, and it says getting from 235 to 215. I don't know that I was 235 in January. I have to look at my app and check, but I do know that I'm like low 220s right now. And so like, while I wanted to hit that sooner in the year, I do know that I'm kind of like on track to do that. And I know that I like my body a lot more now and I'm more fit now than I was in January. 
Um, I did want to run a 10K. So I recently looked at this, this goal. And these are the type of things that you do when you get into the third quarter of the year. Because understanding some of the third quarter mindset of the year, this, this 10K is a great example of this. I look at it and I say, oh, shit, I have not run the way that I should if I want to run a 10K uh, by the end of the year. But it's like, okay, six months is a good amount of time. Three to four months, if you're decently in shape, can be a good amount of time to like start to train for a running event, right? And so I have two different options, right? As I enter this third quarter and I say, okay, I can obviously get it done in the next six months. So I could do it when it's colder in November. You know, I could do like a turkey trot, which gives me a lot of time, um, like four and a half months, um, almost five months, actually, uh, which I guess four and a half months is almost five months. That was a little redundant, but um, <laughs> you can, you could give yourself a lot of time and say, all right, I'm really going to try to do this in November or December, or you can just try to kick it into higher gear and say, okay, I'm going to spend this quarter. July, August, and September, really grinding out on this. And then in October is when I'm going to try to do the 10K. So that's what I did. And so one of my goals for this week was to actually register for one, because obviously, you know, these goals at the beginning of the year can be more abstract. And then you have to really start to like develop them and realize them over time in real life, right? So you have to get to the practical aspect of it. That's what we so often fail to do. So running a 10K is a smart goal. I want to run a 10K in 2022 that is specific, measurable, realistic, attainable, and time-bound, right? Um, but the one thing you have to realize is that, okay, just because it's all of those things, there's still steps that need to happen in order for it to take place. One of those steps is I need new running shoes. And so I bought new running shoes last week. Another thing is I need to register for the 10K. That's one of my goals for this week. The next step is obviously I need to get my fat, get off my fat butt and start running. And so you have to start to break these things down and say, okay, I want to, I don't have a specific goal in there, which would be even better to say, I want to run it in X amount of time because I'm still, you know, recovering, at least as a runner for sure, recovering from my Achilles tear. I just want to complete it. And so it's going to be much of a, you know, very much a walk run kind of event. Um, but I, I still want to have the goal, right? I still want to set that for myself and say, okay, I want to want to run. Okay. I just want to finish it. Um, but I do want to train and I don't want to go into a straight cold because that's not good for my Achilles or for any type of success in the event itself. Right. So think about it that way. You might see some of these that's just going to be an oh crap moment and you're going to be like, I cannot do this. Right. But some of them, you're just like, I just need to turn it up a little bit. And so I'm trying to see one that might be, you know, in that kind of category. Um, but it could, an example of this could have been like one of our, our goals together, obviously to buy, was to buy a house. Now we did just close on a house yesterday, shout out to our real estate agent, uh, Lisa Sharico and to our lender, Ryan Pettigrew, absolutely amazing people. If you're in Denver, highly recommend checking both of them out. Um, we had a great experience with them. We're super excited about our house, but had things gone a little bit differently, right? If we didn't have the VA loan, if we didn't have, um, you know, the financial situation, if one of us lost our job or whatever, that could be one that you look at in the third quarter and you're like, I'm just scratching that, right? Like I, I recognize like the situations and circumstances have changed and we're scratching that. Like, I'm not going to do that one anymore. We're going to continue to rent for the next six to 12 months. And then we're going to try to reevaluate then and see where we're at and try to save money, get a new job, all of that kind of stuff. Luckily for us, we stayed on track. Things went well financially. Um, we do have the VA loan. We have opportunity to buy. And so we did. 
But I think you have to recognize that it doesn't make you a quitter sometimes to come in here and just like reevaluate and just honestly, without emotion, be like, this is not going to happen, right? But you can start to see as you review these goals as your halfway point at your halftime, you kind of take it like the halftime of a football game, right? Or of a basketball game where you say, okay, you know, this is just absolutely not working. We thought this was going to be our game plan. Like this is just, this is just no good. Um, and then you'll have times where it's going to say, okay, this is working, um, but it's slower than we want to. So we need to adjust, at, you know, X, Y, or Z in order to exponentially increase it and to actually hit our, our target, hit our goal. Um, and then one is, you know, the other one is to say, uh, this is working great, or I've already accomplished it. And it feels awesome to go through in July and actually check the box on some of the goals that you set for the year, you know? Um, and so that's a great experience. And so let's take a look at some of those. We were able to do that in our third column, which is our together column, right? And so the together column if you're married, I think that it's great to make it together column of goals for the year together. Um, and we actually did this when we were engaged. We actually kind of did it when we were like seriously dating. And so if you're in a serious relationship, I would say it's worthwhile to create goals together. And so with those, you want to check those throughout the year together as well and see your progress and see where you need to adjust, what you might need to change and how you might need to take a different strategy to actually accomplish those. Some of these are going to be habit-forming goals. Some of them are going to be actual things that you're just trying to accomplish one time. Um, but like, for example, one of our, our goals was to, to go to Mexico together. And we did that on our honeymoon. And so we were able to check that off. And so that's what's great, again, about this halftime check of checking your goals and this you know mid-year goal review is being able to check the box on some of them and say, wow, I did that. Gives you more momentum going into halftime, right? Like you can feel tired you know, at the middle of the year, whether that be in your professional life, whether that be in your personal life, spiritual, physical, whatever, you can start to feel tired. But when you can actually build momentum of checking off the goals, then you get re-inspired, right? You get to see the vision again. You get to see what you're working towards as a family or as an individual, and that'll inspire you to keep going. And so go to Mexico was one of them. I'm looking at other ones. We wanted to, um, write a life mission statement out. And that's one thing that's actually on my responsibility, uh, list because another thing that we do, I don't think I mentioned this, but when you're creating goals together as a couple, one thing that's really important is that you have a lead or a primary responsible party for each one of those goals. Because one of the worst things you can do is create goals together, create a list of goals. These are the things we want to do together. And then it's kind of like just up in the air to who does it, right? It's kind of like the same way that you go with your chores, right? If you're married and you just have chores and it's like, yeah, like somebody just takes out the trash and somebody just does the dishes and somebody just does the cooking. Somebody just makes the bed. Sure, you can try to operate that way. But what typically happens is the same person will end up doing it. And then they'll develop resentment towards the other person for them not actually helping in it because there's been no agreed upon you know, responsibility going into it. And so the best way to do it and what we do is to create your list of goals and then create a responsible party for that goal. Right. So going to a University of Michigan football game is one of our goals on, on this year's list. And I was a responsible person for that because I care more about it. And I'm the one that's supposed to actually seek after making it happen. And so now that we've gotten our tickets, we've got I booked the flights, I booked all of this other stuff. And that's my responsibility. But you go through and you split them up so that each person feels like things are fair, but also so that you can look back and say, as you're checking throughout the year to say, oh, crap. This person needs to work on that. And then the other person can also say, how can I help you to get, you know, make some progress on this goal?
So it works out really well. And so you want to go through them and obviously brainstorm together. But like I said, pick a person that's going to be responsible for those. We want to train our dog. We want to have a well-trained dog that we can take off the leash, that knows how to sit, that knows how to get down, that doesn't jump up on people, that you know is really good and well-trained. And people want to be around the dog. And Luna is an angel, obviously, but she's um, training her was under my responsibility. And um, it's good to know that, right? It's good to have that. It's something I've wanted to do. I've wanted to learn how to, to train a dog. And so it's part of the reason why we bought Masterclass at the beginning of the year. Because they have a great dog training uh, Masterclass on there. And so one of my goals that I'm not doing very well at is finish five Masterclasses. Now I'm like halfway through three of them. So I would say I'm semi-close, right? Like I've made some progress on that goal. I'm not completely starting at zero, but I do want to like make that a bigger part of my life. And so I, you know, I love masterclass because you can find some really great stuff in there. We got one on dog training. We both love cooking and we're really excited for this new house because we have a much bigger kitchen. Um, and so we want to do some of the cooking ones. And then I really want to do finish the one on sales because I have a sales profession and I want to do the one on buying and selling real estate. And uh, there's another one that I want to do really badly. Oh, I'm finishing the one on economics as well. I really am just interested in economics and want to learn more about it. And so um, that ironically was also under my social one. And so a lot of these will kind of overlap too. You'll start to see how they kind of flow in and overlap into different things. And so, um, yeah. So let's take time today, my friend, and let's look at your goals and let's evaluate which of the three categories are they in? Do you need to drop them for the year, push it off till later? You know, maybe maybe take it and put it. Don't be afraid to shift lists. So you should have life goals as well. So maybe something you want to do for this year. You know, an example of this for me is I wanted to finish my first book this year. I still would love to do that. I do have to take a realistic approach to it and say, you know, with my time that I have right now with taking on this you know, new house and the, the work that's going to go into that and what we're trying to do with that, we basically... Um, you know, have a lots of goals and dreams with that as well. Um, and then, you know, doing stuff with the podcasts and all these other things. I'm like, can I really, you know, hit the hundred podcasts and finish a 50,000 word goal of writing? I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I can, I'm not going to completely give up on it yet, but I'm definitely putting it on the back burner saying that it's a lower priority because I don't see that I can do that for sure. While some of the other things I see in my professional life, I see, you know, kind of fall into different categories like that, where it's like, I might be able to hit it. I might not, but put things into those categories. And you can also do this as kind of like a business tracker. We do this, you know, in our, in our uh, work stuff a lot is you can put mark things as green, yellow, and red. Right. And so you can either change the font on your list. You can like actually, you know, use a highlighter. If you have a printed out list um, you can, you know, put a little circle dot next to it. If you're whatever you're using, um, but mark things that way and put them as green, yellow, or red and be like, I'm on pace to finish this. Uh, this one's in trouble. And this one's just, you know, really not looking good. Probably not going to happen. Um, but break your things down that way. If you haven't written goals out for this year, then write them. If you feel like you've reached all of your goals because you set your goals too slow for this year, too low, you know, your bar was too low, then set new ones for the year. That's a great thing to do as well is to say, okay, I've accomplished a ton of these things. Like I want to uh, reset some of these and pray about it. You definitely want to take time to pray about it and to draw God into that goal setting experience. And so, um, yeah, so I'd love to, with that in mind, let's close today in prayer and we'll wrap up here. And then I expect you and hopeful, or I'm hopeful that you will actually take time to sit down with your goals 
as Emily and I plan to, to evaluate them, to go through, to mark them different colors and to, um, yeah, create a strategy and plan for the rest of the year. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we thank you for our lives. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity that you give us to serve you through seeking excellence and creating something beautiful in our lives, creating something beautiful, you know, out of ourselves um, with your grace so that we can better glory and honor you, uh, glorify and honor you each and every day. And so, Lord, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit down to guide us, guide us through this process of evaluating our, our goals, of setting our goals, of creating goals together with our spouse or with our friends. Um, and help us to just be realistic, to take the emotion out of it and to really just try to discern your will for our lives, to really discern who it is that you're calling us to be, how we can, you know, set steps and, and benchmarks and checkpoints along the way to, to hit that, you know, vision that you have for our lives. We know that you created us for a purpose and that purpose is greater than anything we can imagine or draw up on our own. And so we just ask you to really inspire us, to really show us the way that you're leading us. Um, and to help us to always encourage each other and other people and even strangers we meet on the street to fulfill their potential, their God-given potential um, by drawing closer to you, to your most sacred heart, to your mercy and confession and drawing close to you in all of the sacraments um, and most importantly, developing a prayer life that allows them to really understand how it is that you are working in their lives. And so we ask all this through Christ our Lord and through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, it is great talking with you today. I hope that this was helpful for you. I know that it was helpful for me to at least go through some of my goals and to look at them and to evaluate, you know, what do I need to drop? What do I need to do immediately? What can I immediately take action on? Um, to, to move the ball down the field, right? That's the main thing you need to do. After you create this and you do all the strategizing, do at least one thing that'll help you to get further down your goals. When I first did a little quick look through these last week, that's when I bought my running shoes. I went immediately, you know, made sure we had money in the budget for it, checked with my wife um, because it was over our purchase limit, you know, and I said, hey, I'm going to buy these right now. I'm going to go ahead and just do it. Just send it. Um, and that's what you need to do. You need to do a little bit of action, at least take one step today that'll help you to achieve one of your yearly goals. Um, and I hope that this was helpful. If it was, please feel free to share it with somebody, especially with somebody who might be your accountability partner and might help you for the rest of the year to accomplish your goals. They're great things, my friend. It is great talking with you. I hope to um, be with you again here soon. As always, fight hard and be your best. <laughs>